Sometimes, the best stories in golf aren't found on tour. You'll find them at the back of the range. And here's your host, Ben Adelberg. And welcome to the back of the range. I am your host, Ben Adelberg. This is episode 296. Before the amateurs arrived for their practice rounds here at the Masters, I was able to get a few minutes with them before they ever arrived on property this week to hit a single practice shot. Ben Carr is a fifth-year senior at Georgia Southern. He burst onto the scene at last year's U.S. Amateur, where his magical run brought him all the way to the final match against Sam Bennett. Despite losing to Bennett in an epic match that went all 36 holes, Ben earned himself a spot in this year's Masters and is ready to tee it up this week at Augusta National. I caught up with him on Sunday, where he was watching his teammates compete at the Augusta Haskins Invitational. Ben was sitting out this tournament to rest and prepare for the long and exciting week ahead. Mr. Carr, we're on the eve of the Masters. We're here in uh, Augusta, Georgia. This has been something that you knew was coming after you win that semifinal match at the U.S. Amateur. So um, we're here. It's five, six, seven months later. Just briefly, talk to me about just what the journey has been from knowing where this is going to now you're here at uh, just on the cusp of the Masters. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a long, you know, seven months, eight months. Um, like you said, you knew you know it's coming. Um, you know exactly when it is, but it kind of feels like it's never going to get here, and now it's here, and it's a really weird feeling, but. Um, I mean, it was coming at some point, so um, I'm obviously really excited and feel like my game's in a good spot. And, um, yeah, I'm ready to get over there today and register and kind of start the week off. When did the transition come from the celebration for what you did at the USAM? When did that kind of ease off and then kind of work on preparation? Was there a nice time where you can kind of – kind of park this and remember what you did at the USAM and enjoy it and then turn the brain off a little bit and not have to always think about what's coming, what's coming. Yeah. I mean, uh, got home from the AM and, uh, for, you know, day or two, a night or two, um, kind of celebrate a little bit. And, um, cause I feel like that's really important to do, um, just to realize what you've accomplished and, um, uh, give yourself some credit for a few days. And then, um, and it was, uh, onto the fall season, uh, college golf. And, uh, we started off at Notre Dame like a week and a half after the final match of the AM. So, um, yeah, outside of those few days afterwards, I was right back to golf. And I mean, really since then I've been playing, uh, seems like every, every week, every other week. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of how I like it. I like to play a lot and, um, I feel like I'm playing my best when I'm, when I'm playing a lot of tournament golf. So, um, yeah, it's been it's been a lot of golf since. You have that same thing that Gordon has and that Mateo has and Sam Bennett has. You all were able to go back into the comfort of your team with guys that they've been your friends and teammates well before you did anything at the USAM, well before you got a master's invite. I mean, they're the guys that, you know, give you shit when you do something stupid and travel with you on the bus. And how much of a comfort is it to have those teammates around that, you know, this is great for you, but you're just you're another guy on the team. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, I couldn't imagine not being on like a team right now and not having 
a bunch of guys my age around me just to hang out with every day. Um, I feel like I'd be really stressful, but like you said, it takes a lot of pressure off. Just, I mean, I've been going through the same routine uh, this year that as I had the last four or five years. So everything's felt pretty normal. And um, yeah, I have a bunch of good friends on the team that have uh, kind of kept me grounded and just made it feel like a really normal year. And um, I'm excited for couple of them to get out and watch tomorrow um it's gonna be a blast kind of being out there with them and probably gonna be uh walking along the ropes more than i will uh down the fairways but um yeah i mean it's been it's been huge having uh, the team to kind of lean on you know the columbus crew is a professional soccer team out of columbus ohio there's a new columbus crew that's going to be together this week at the masters which is yourself russell henley larry mize country club of columbus members not just what you've experienced or what you're going to experience this week, but that camaraderie where you can call up Larry Mize and pick his brain. How much have you utilized him and Russell heading into, you know, really heading into the unknown? This is a stage that you've never experienced before. Yeah. Larry and Russell have been uh, really good to me for a couple of years now and um, just gave Larry a call this morning. Uh, actually, I texted him asking him about registration. I asked him like three questions in one text. I knew it was a bad idea, but I didn't want to bother him. And he called me. He's like, let's just do this over the phone. And he kind of helped me through, uh, like, getting there and getting settled and just kind of calmed me down a little bit and uh, told me he was looking forward to seeing me. So tomorrow with Larry and Russell is going to be a really fun day. And then uh, same thing Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, so to be able to kind of prepare with them and learn as much from them as I can, I think, I mean, not a lot of amateurs are probably lucky enough to have Guy, that guys like that that they're close with especially not a past champion so i'm uh, very lucky and um, i'm gonna try and stay out of their way but i have a lot of questions so try not to annoy them i think you should ask them instead of me they're going to be much more qualified to help you out with that but larry is playing i, I can't really call him larry it's mr mize he's playing in his 40th consecutive masters yeah I mean, I mean, can you even fathom something like that where this is, I mean, every single year, this is what he does. He's just runs over to Augusta and enjoys a week. And I mean, champions dinner, you must have tons of questions for him. Not even just about how to play the golf course, but just in general, just like you were there for, he, he's there for, for, um, for Faldo winning against Norman in 96. He's there for Tiger in 97. He's there for, for Phil. He's there for all of this. Yeah, I mean, he's seen it all, like you said. I mean, 40 years in a row playing the best golf tournament in the world. I mean, you're clearly a legend of the game and, and a legend of the Masters tournament. Um, yeah, I mean, I've I've known him for a while, so I, every now and then I'll, I'll just ask him, like, random questions just because they pop in my head. Like, uh, me and Stanton Shore, a buddy of mine from Columbus, I remember one day we were playing with Larry back home, and uh, we were – me and Stanton were – trying to figure out if like Larry just wears his green jacket around the house. And one of us was like, let's just ask him. <laughs> he was like, Oh no, no. Um, I think they kind of wear it on property, uh, only, but just stuff like that. I mean, he's, he's just, he's been there for so long and you can only imagine the stories he has. And he's such a gracious man and he just wants to help. And this is his last one. So to be a part of his last one, it's going to be really cool to kind of see the reception he gets out there. I mean, he's from Augusta, so I mean, I can only imagine what it's like for him um, playing in that tournament in his hometown. Well, talking about reactions, you know, you're 
I remember last summer at the USAM, I mean, it's in New Jersey. And I, I remember distinctly that the announcement of your, your name and Sam's name starting that final 18. And Sam got a really nice round of applause. And then they announce your name. And the crowd goes nuts. And, I mean, literally one of the most entertaining parts of that, that moment is there's a guy in the gallery that as soon as the roar comes up for Ben Carr, he visibly shakes and is like, what What was that? Um, can you, I mean, now you're in the home state of Georgia. What do you expect? What are you going to have here this week? Yeah, I mean, um, definitely going to have a lot of support here. I'm very lucky to have a lot of people that are willing to come over and uh, cheer me on. So, uh, I mean, I'm really nervous for the first tee shot, even tomorrow, but especially Thursday because um, – I mean, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be like. I just know I'm going to be super nervous. But I think it's going to be make it just a little easier just knowing so many people in the crowd and having some uh, familiar faces to kind of look over at and even talk to every now and then while I'm out there if I want. Um, so, yeah, I mean, super lucky to, to be only a couple hours from home and playing in this tournament and have everyone uh, able to come over. Is that so? It sounds like that's something that you're going to kind of lean on and try and make it normal and find familiar faces and not not try and pretend that no one's there. You want to embrace that people are there and, and interact a little bit. Yeah, I think that is something that helps me a lot. Um, I mean, I don't know. I feel like if I was to kind of block everything out, I would just make it even worse and I would just be even more overwhelmed. But I mean, I have I'm going to have so many friends and family there that. Um, like you said, if I'm able to just kind of lean on them a little bit and talk to them during the round when I can, I mean, I feel like it would just make it, I mean, just a little easier on me, uh, to kind of settle down. Now, are you going to try and like get in line for concessions and pick up sandwiches in the middle? You're going to have someone else do that, right? I'll definitely, uh, Trent Swinehart is going to be, uh, my sandwich guy. Um, he, we were sharing, like I'd eat half of an Uncrustable at the USAM and throw him the other half. So he's already wanted to do that with like pimento cheese and egg salad. Um, but yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, obviously this is, you're getting ready for a practice run tomorrow with Larry and Russell, but you've had plenty of other visits to Augusta national. It's one of the amazing perks of being in the field. You, you can come after you get your invite, you can go and have random trips. Tell me about your first trip. I mean, knowing that you're playing in the tournament, what's your first trip? Yeah. First trip. Um, I was lucky enough to have a member take me over and play and um, my brother got to come too so we all got to stay the night and uh, play the course the next morning and it was perfect weather perfect conditions um, everybody played well I mean you couldn't ride it any better your first time out there so uh, getting to be out there with Sackett was uh, I mean I've I never imagined that would be possible um, playing myself one two I mean if you'd asked me how that would have happened, I wouldn't have known um, what to say. But being able to play with him was obviously I mean, just was kind of surreal. Is is he even like? Yeah, he can't even can believe what he's able to do. I mean, you you know that what's coming. You're playing in the Masters, but your brother must have just been smiling all damn day. How did he play? He played good. Um, his goal was to uh, play better than Bogey Golf, and uh, he shot eighty six. Made some clutch pars coming down the stretch. He made a, a big left to right slider for par on 14, uh, like from 15, 18 feet. Gave it a little fist pump. Um, so he hit the green on 15, 17, I mean 13, uh, 12. Um, so, yeah, he had a blast. And uh, 
I was happy he he played well too because it made it that much cooler. For now you're spending the night there. Yeah, uh, we said. What what do you do at like ten eleven o'clock at night when you can't sleep because you're playing Augusta the next day? What is it like there at night? It's so quiet, um, and like you're staying in like a hospitality suite, right? Yeah, we're staying in like one of the cabins, right? And uh, like every TV has like master like you can watch any masters rerun from any year and like all you can hear when you walk in is like the masters uh theme song and it's just so weird um <laughs> but uh yeah me and Saka hung out downstairs till like midnight or so and uh i think we both got a decent amount of sleep and got up and uh, ate breakfast there and played um the practice facility there has got to be one of the best in the world if not the best how do you keep yourself fresh this week? Not get dis- not to distracted or worn out by all the different things you can do. There's plenty of time to hit chips and putts, and there's plenty of time for practice rounds. And there's obviously the amateur dinner Monday night. How do you kind of go into the week positioning yourself in the best way possible for Thursday? Yeah, I think uh, most important thing for me is to have a plan when I go out there and uh, just kind of check boxes and. Uh, to not do anything that I wasn't planning on doing. Um, I feel like you can probably, like you said, the facilities are so good. I mean, you could probably find yourself just chipping out there all day long and not realize, you know, two, three hours just pass by. So um, I'm going to have a plan each day. And um, I mean, a lot of that plan is focused around rest, resting because um, a lot of the advice I've gotten um, kind of all comes back to like, don't overdo it. And, um, so that's kind of my main focus along with obviously kind of learning how the golf course is changing day to day. What about the golf course other than the fact that it's Augusta National, but what about it do you like when it relates to, to your game? Because you're relatively high ball hitter. Um, think length, length is not a problem for you. What about the golf course do you look at and say, okay, I, I, can, I think I can do this? Yeah, I've always uh, really liked uh, being able to use the slopes on the greens from the fairway. Um, with my irons. I feel like if I'm striking the ball pretty well, then um, I can kind of use some of the slopes to get to certain locations. And um, But, I mean, that course is so tough. I mean, I think the biggest thing for me has been just learning where not to miss it and where to leave it. Um, just because there's so many places out there. You, I mean, there's intimidating chips and pitches and bunker shots. So I'm just kind of trying to play the fast side of the golf course and just kind of run into birdies. Um, I, don't, I really don't want to force anything. Uh, just kind of avoid big numbers and um, just see if birdies could uh, could fall. You're um, you're coming in on form. Um, won the Shankle. Before that, you um, had a great tournament at, at uh, the Valspark Collegiate. I think your ter- your scoring average for those two tournaments is sixty eight point five. Actually got to play with uh, with Sam Bennett for thirty six holes at Valspar. I know you're focused on your own game, but when you're at that amateur dinner and you're looking around the table and you see Sam and you see Gordon Sargent and Mateo and Harrison, is there a sense of okay, maybe we can all do something special this week? I know you're focused on your own game, but when you kind of look around, how do you think the vibe's going to be when you're with the other amateurs? Yeah, it's going to be a whole a whole lot of fun. Um, I, I I can't wait for the amateur dinner. I mean. Um, I don't know any. I mean, I know Sam probably the best just because we've played now like 72 holes together. I knew Gordon a little bit growing up. Um, I don't know the other guys too well, but uh, hopefully I get to know them throughout the week. And um, they're obviously all super talented. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody, you know, went out there and shocked some people. And 
representative amateur golf uh, at the Masters. So, um, yeah, it's going to be really cool. I'm looking forward to staying in the crow's nest with some of the guys, uh, hopefully after the amateur dinner during the national championship. I think it'd be cool to is that so, kind of the plan? Everyone's going to kind of go up and... I think so. Me, me and Sam, we're talking about Sam Monday night for sure. Um, just because it's right after the amateur dinner and the national championship's on. And it's uh, it's not before a tournament round. So I think that would probably be the night to do it. I'll let you go with this one. You know, well, actually, I need to ask you. We, we totally forgot to ask about the Par 3 contest. You're playing with Larry Mize. And you have the, the youth and the strength and um, and coming in wide-eyed into the Masters. Would you want any part of Larry Mize in a money game on a par three contest? God, no. um, I like pray for that man's wedge game, his short game putting. I mean, he's got, I mean, some of, if not the best hands I've ever seen. Um, I mean, it's ridiculous. I would never take a bet um, with him on any sort of par three, really any golf course. I mean, that guy can play. Um, I mean, I've seen him shoot 30 on nine holes so effortlessly from the back tees at our home course at his age and it's just it's honestly ridiculous i know there's no way to get him to do it but on 11 the chip from 87 do you even you don't even go there do you do you even try and nudge him over there maybe get a picture just like but you have to do something right i mean everyone probably eggs him on during a practice round just yelling out go over there hit the chip oh yeah for sure i can imagine the patrons are just like begging him to go throw a ball over there uh, I think I've asked him about if he's hit it um, since. Ed. I don't want to be wrong, but I think he said he doesn't want to hit it again. He wants his last one to be an 86 or uh, I think 86 was the year. But 87, yeah. 87? Yep. Um, so, um, yeah, maybe I'll just, like, throw a ball over there and just say, like, can, can you show me how to hit the shot? <laughs> see, see if he picks up See if it. he picks up. That's brilliant. Just so like, hey, yeah, you know. I'm really what, struggling with this shot. Yeah, I think I, I think this is going to be a spot that I may be bailing out. Yeah. Like, do you know, like, is there something I should do yeah, here? Is, is, it, is it a flop? Is it a bump and run? Like, what do you think? Exactly. If you could do that with a straight face, you're a better I'll man than me. I'll try my best. I'll try my best. I'll try and get Russell in on it, too. That's a, that's, hey, see, that's what you need. You need an accomplice. Uh, ben, I'll let you go here. I r- appreciate the time. I know we're, we're day before your practice round. Um, the low 50 in ties make the cut at the Masters. If the number of players making the cut is an odd number, there will obviously be one guy that's playing with a marker. Let's just say, for argument's sake, you're that guy, and you're going to be playing with a marker. We're assuming a lot here, but I think you know we're just, we're just going to go with it. Who would you choose to be your marker? If you could pick anyone anywhere to be your marker on saturday morning at the masters who would you choose to be your marker it would definitely be my brother 100%. okay um yeah that's a no-brainer okay um, didn't didn't even think about asking me i love okay that's fine i understand <laughs> you're I'll be, an excellent I'll, I'll be working i'll be working <laughs> so you would put your brother on augusta national saturday morning with the masters galleries Just see if he can go figure it out <laughs> yeah i mean he's a he's an athlete he'll, he'll figure it out okay um, yeah. Um, well, I appreciate it. this was a lot of fun. Um, best of luck to you this week. I'll be right out there with you, and uh, congrats on being in the Masters. Thank you. Thanks for being here, Ben. After speaking with Ben, I jumped into my car and raced over to the house that Sam Bennett will be staying in for Masters week. Sam also earned a spot in the Masters by reaching the U.S. Amateur Final last summer. With his name engraved on the Havemeyer Trophy, he comes into Augusta as the U.S. Amateur Champion and we'll have a Thursday tea time with the reigning Masters champion, Scotty Scheffler. 
We spoke about how he is prepared and also the importance of sharing this experience with his teammates at Texas A&M. We are here on the eve of your first official practice round at the uh, at the Masters. We're here at your the house that you've rented for the week. Uh, talking about just getting in town, all that you've, you just basically came from Valspar Collegiate. So just coming right off a full schedule, coming right to the Masters, how's the travel been and just, just kind of getting here? Yeah, it's been, you know, a tough stretch. Uh Playing already four four college tournaments, and then um, you know this is the one I've been waiting for for a while. The Masters. Uh, so got home from Florida, had three days off, and you know I didn't I didn't touch a club. I rested, and because I knew how long this week was. So um, travel was easy. Flew into Atlanta, then had a connecting flight from Atlanta to Augusta up here, and um, you know found our house and was able to play my first practice on a day, which was fun. Um, played with Willie Z and um, Taylor Moore. And it was nice because this is a you know Sunday, the last day before everybody starts getting here. So be able to see the course one more time before all the patrons get in was pretty special. And you uh, you've had I think you said three different trips beforehand. What was your first experience seeing the place? Because I think we just talked earlier. We've we're we're golf nerds, and you know you see it on TV, you see the highlights, you it's you picture it in your mind. What was your first experience actually getting there? Again, without any galleries, it's just a, just a, a plain, uh, you know, naked, so to speak, Augusta National. Yeah, it was definitely different than I thought. Just the, you know, the routings is what threw me off, I guess, what I was unsure about just from where you walk from tee boxes to greens. But, um, yeah, when I first arrived, it was cool, you know, standing on one tee and you can see the whole course. And, you know, TV doesn't show that because how many fans are out there. But it was a big piece of property. And like we are saying earlier, it's like I've been there before. Um I knew exactly what shots I needed to hit off the tee boxes, you know, the cut driver off one, the draw it off the bunker on two. I mean, I could go through them. I played it out of my head a bunch and, you know, just the normal shots you have to hit. And um, we had a local caddy with us the first time, and he was setting down, you know, the typical four-day hole locations. And I knew exactly where all four were going to be. So, um, you know, it was cool. I got to soak it up and, you know, just look around. But, um I feel like I got a good feel for it. This is going to sound stupid just from watching it and from how much I played it on the video game. I mean, it, it helps. I, I, you are not the first person that has made that comment. You know, it's, it's, there's so much knowledge and so much experience out there that you can gain by reading books or watching highlights or playing video games. So yeah, that makes total sense. Um, who did you bring on one of your early visits? I just brought, I took two trips. Okay. So, um, I just brought coach both times, and we got paired up with Chris. Um, he's a local caddy out here, been here for 30 or so years. So um, he was good to have him, and he had a lot of the knowledge. And my coach was just taking notes and was able to walk it without the bag. So um, he was happy about that. He said he was happy he didn't he didn't play okay, and just I was, walking it. I'm right there with you. Like, yeah. okay, wait a minute. You bring him, but he didn't play. He didn't play, and he was kind of excited. He said if he, if he played it, he would want to make sure he was – able to practice some before and get into some golf shape but he was he was fine with just walking the place that's awesome um today you played with uh you said wills Torres taylor moore um you have a lot of experience on huge stages are you trying to pick their brain or are you just kind of watching from afar or how do you approach something like that because again you're going to have a couple more days of that where you're you're playing practice rounds most likely with with professionals that have been there before yeah i wasn't trying to necessarily pick their you know, Brian, about like pressure, dealing with the fans or nothing like that. But um, for sure, I was, 
you know, wanted to know about their approach on the, on the week. And, um, you know, I played the first nine with, um, actually, uh, Scott Stallings and then Zalatoris joined us, me and Taylor on the back. But, um, Scott was saying how, um, you know, it's a long week and he said he's only playing nine each day and we went and played 18 today. But, um, he was like, you know, it's tough. It's the masters. It's Augusta national, you know, you want to play, you want to play 18 every day, but, um, I think what's big is from I learned from, you know, the AM and US Open and playing some weeks is it, it's all about rest. But um yeah, I was it was nice talking to their caddies and um you know, there's some trees like for instant hole hole twelve, Zaltoris was telling me that if it's into the wind, these trees will be blown. If it's off the left, these will be blown. Like and he was just pointing in different directions, looking at trees. So um you know, experience definitely helps out there. So um, he's played there a few times. So I was definitely um, asking him a few questions about just, you know, strategy and stuff like that. You're a uh, you're a senior at Texas A&M. Came back for another season. I, I know you, we'll get to your 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 relationship with the players on, on at Texas A&M, but you've played in USAMs and and just you've played Palmer Cup and and played professionally. Play, I mean, played in professional tournaments in Dubai. Talking about the registration process at Augusta National, which is, I'm guessing, different from just about any other tournament that you've ever been to. Yeah, um, it wasn't too much different. Um, I think in January we got an email about registration, and um, I filled that out ASAP just to knock it out and make sure I didn't forget, obviously. And um, when you got when I got here, I mean, it was honestly pretty easy. You just did everything online, and then everybody was credentialed and easy to get but um it wasn't it wasn't nothing out of the ordinary okay i will tell you that i just learned a few minutes ago by uh after leaving gordon Sargent's house that he was mistaken for a drive chip and pl- drive chip and putt kid did you have any mm-hmm. issues today or did they did they look at you as a as an actual full-scale adult playing in the tournament yeah no i didn't have any of those issues um in the u.s open though um i had some issues or some other tour events where i'd walk on the range and they're like no you can't come here and i'd have to show them my badge so i totally understand that though (laughs) um one of the your run at the u.s amateur at ridgewood uh your your win there is what got you in here to the masters Uh, your draw if i remember correctly your draw at ridgewood was Nick Abrelsic, who was on a Walker Cup practice session uh, uh, list, you know, Fred Biondi, world-class player, David Pouge, Hagestad, Minetti, and then Ben Carr. This run, I in, in for what I can remember, has got to be one of the most difficult draws I've ever seen. How did you take that accomplishment, not just winning the Havemeyer Trophy, not just getting this exemption, but when you walked out of there and looking back at who you beat and how you just knocked off every every person on your way, how has that helped you moving forward? Yeah, for sure. That was a tough draw. Um, you know, really tough. And, um, but yeah, that definitely helped me. I mean, I, I was already confident going into the week and then, um, you know, having to play in front of the big stage, you know, with the Havemeyer on the line, Masters, US Open, British Open, all that stuff. And then to beat the, you know, the high quality players I beat definitely gave me a little bit added confidence and, um, just to kind of do stuff my way. And me and coach always talk about it. I didn't, you know, succeed um, in my first tour events uh, just because I was worried about, you know, trying to make my swing look pretty or my ball flight look pretty and not just sticking to what Sam Bennett does good. And so, um, you know, that was huge. Just knowing, you know, if I play my good solid golf is good enough to compete with the best. 
what is it you're, you're talking about coach this is coach brian cortan your head coach at texas a&m um what is it about you two on the golf course that works so well i know he's a he's a fantastic coach a lot of experience playing you know, playing professionally on the pga tour but what specifically is it that you two can find that you connect where you're successful as just a player caddy relationship yeah well um he's great you know he's caddy coach he's like my second father i can talk to him about you know anything and um i think we work well is because we play we play similar games and um he, he you know we see shots and we're always trying to work the ball and you know control the bounce and use the wind to our advantage so um it's just good i i think it's just good because i have a lot of trust in him and he trusts me and um you know, at the AM, I just I tell him like, "What do you think, Corden?" And he's like, "165, cut eight iron right at this." So, um, I think just our ability to you know see shots and pick out good numbers and um, control the bounce, like he always talks about, especially at a course like this. You know, using the wind to your advantage. Um, I think we just work well together and and our shot making ability because most of the time we we're pretty locked in and you know we see the right shot and you know, hit the right shot. You mentioned confidence. Uh, we saw a lot of that at Ridgewood. Mm-hmm. Um, if the shot was good, uh, the club was being twirled. <laughs> I know that is kind of one of your trademarks. You're, you're, you were basically, I think, the top-ranked amateur for the majority of that time at the USAM uh, with, with respect to who you are playing against. Now you're at the Masters. You're one of seven amateurs. These are the world's best professionals. How do you, it seems like you play your best when the chest is up, the chin is up, and you have your swagger with you. How do you get to that point? Will the stage be too much for you, or does that just come out at all times? Yeah, no, um, I got to get there. I got to, you know, I haven't been playing my best golf in, um, this this fall and spring, and um, you see that a lot from, you know, amateur champions over the past, if you look back, and it's just tough. I don't know if, you know, this week is just so highly anticipated that's kind of all you're thinking about or um what or you know not that college tournaments don't get me going but if i'm not what i'm saying is i like i like to be in the big time moment to you know let people to like the fans don't bother me i won't i've learned that um you know people get nervous because that you think of what others are going to think of you but i don't care if you know if if you hit a bad shot, oh well. I want the you know people to see me hit good shots. So um, you know I think I'll be ready, and um, I think I play better in the high pressure situations just simply because my anxiety goes away. It's such a big moment that I'm not thinking of nothing, and that's what you want to be thinking of is you know nothing over the ball, and um, just kind of let my body and my hands and my experience take over. So, um, but yeah, I mean, you know some of the pressure, you know shots I've hidden. There's a few, you know, like the bunker shot at Ridgewood and some of the drives. I mean, every shot at here at Augusta with all the fans is going to be a high-pressure situation. So um, I'm kind of looking forward to the challenge. So it sounds to me you're looking for opportunities to get the crowd into it, to get the roars. You want to show people what you're doing and say, hey, look at me. Right, right. Yeah, I just – I think I, I, I like – I like being nervous. I've been able to, you know, I'm trying to teach my, not teach my team that, but if they ask, you know, it's, you know, I've learned that nerves are a good thing. And, um, you know, why play if you don't get nervous? So, um, you know, some people could try to shy away from it or get scared of it, but I've learned to kind of embrace that fact and, um, 
you know, rise to the occasion. The uh, amateur dinner is tomorrow night, um, Monday night. Special opportunity to kind of be acknowledged for what you're, what you've accomplished, and what you're about to do. This is a special group of amateurs. This is a really, I mean, everyone seems to be coming in on form and accomplishing a lot of things. Do you have a sense of like camaraderie where, hey guys, let's all do something really special this week because you're all in the same boat? Um, is do you kind of look at it that way? Yeah, I think it's just. I mean, I'm not treating it this tournament, and I'm sure the other AMs aren't like a hit and giggle. I mean, I know we're playing in the Masters and Dream Come True, and you know, it's a, you know, it's just cool that we're able to be out there. But I think all what is there seven? So there's seven. I think all seven of us, you know, are good enough players and experienced, and you know, college golf just keeps getting you know better and better. And um, I believe that everybody, all the top guys in college, are ready to get out there and compete on the you know next level. So um, you know, I think we all want each other to play well, and I mean, obviously, we want to beat each other. But um, I think we're all experienced enough that you know, low end would be cool. But I mean. I think we're trying to win a golf tournament and compete come Sunday, you know. And I think if you set yourself up, you know, people ask me my expectations, like, oh, I'm rooting for you, low am, all this stuff. I mean, that's not the that's not the goal. I mean, gets the weekend and anything can happen. So, um, but you know, I mean, you're at Augusta and playing as an amateur, so um, you got to be able to have some fun out there as well. Speaking of having fun, I mean, I know where you're there to compete, you're there to to, to challenge for that win, but also. You're there as an amateur. You can have as much fun as you want to. What are some of the things that you're going to allow yourself to do that maybe are a little bit different than a normal tournament? Um, you know, I, I'm guessing you're just going to demolish the concessions there. You're going to demolish player dining and also the crow's nest. I mean, you're going to have some time in the crow's nest. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I've already, you know, tried every every sandwich they have out there. Um, <laughs> you just spent one day here. I know, I know. Um, what's, what's your go-to so far? Dude, probably the probably the uh, the egg salad. Okay, egg salad was good. Um, but yeah, we're gonna have fun. I mean, I'm sure. To be honest, Monday night after the amateur dinner, I'm sure all of us will have a few too many cocktails and then sleep in the crow's nest. With national championship games too Monday, so uh -huh. I think that's what they say the plan is. So um, that'll be fun, and um, I'm ready. Mateo's Mateo's fun. I'm ready to hang out with him. Um, but no, we're just going to be able to soak it up and, um, you know, enjoy ourselves. But, um, you know, I think, like I said earlier, we, we need some rest in there and make sure we don't go too crazy on anything. Uh, you just played 36 holes at the Valspar with Ben Carr. And I think that was the first time you've played together since the USAM. Right. Um, that was 36 all day, nine hours on the golf course. I'm sure you had a little bit of time to talk about, hey, so uh, we got that thing in Augusta. Anything that you mentioned to him or he mentioned to you that stuck out? Uh, yeah, no, we're, that was so cool playing with Ben Carr. He's the, I mean, if I didn't win the AM, he'd be, other than my teammates, he'd be the guy I want to win. He's, he's incredible, great golfer, and, you know, we're able to, that's pretty much all we're talking about at Floridian is, you know, next week. And, where, um, where are you staying? Are you where are you staying? Who are you trying to play practice rounds with? Uh, just talking about the course setup, stuff, <clears throat> stuff like that, but, um, no, nothing really stuck out. We're just we thought it was both cool to be playing in a you know college tournament at Florida and my last his last time around that track, my last time around that track, and then you know next week having the the Masters. So that was a 
that was a pretty cool round to be paired with him. Who do you have set up for practice rounds? I mean, you're playing with Scheffler on Thursday for the first round. Yeah. So it doesn't get much better than that, I think. Are you playing with him at a practice round? I, I would I would like to. I, I don't have any more set up. It, I think I'm just going to get there and you kind of, you know, say when you want to go. But I, I'd like to play with you know, if I got a chance to play practice round Scheffler, I think that would make me a little more comfortable and sure. we'd be not so friends, but be able to cut it up a little more out there. So if that could happen, that'd be cool. Obviously, I'd dream come true, be able to play with Tiger, but I heard the story about Pied asking him last year and he kind of said no, but um, <laughs> I'm not sure. Too. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I don't even know if I have the balls to go up and ask Tiger that. <laughs> Because I still, I mean, shoot, I still haven't seen Tiger in person ever. So it's like he doesn't even exist to me. But um, no, to answer your question, I haven't. I have no other prior practice rounds. Well, set Sam, up. well Sam, I want to, I want you to know if Tiger comes up to me for an interview, I'd be like, I'm sorry, I need to find Sam Bennett. I'm, I'm kind of busy. Um, I need to find some of the amateurs. Uh-huh. I will let you uh, get out of here and get ready for dinner. But I want to ask you one final question that I'm uh-huh. asking all of the amateurs: um, the top 50 and ties make the cut at the Masters. If it's an odd number, if it's a if it's an odd number, then one person is going to be playing with a marker. So let's just assume that you are that guy. You are playing with a marker on Saturday morning at the Masters. You get to pick the marker. Anyone you can play with can be your marker for that third round. Who would you pick? Uh, my brother Marcus Bennett, my oldest brother. He loves golf. He's 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 coming in Tuesday night. He's caddying for me in the par three course, and he's okay. the biggest biggest golf nerd ever. And for him to that'd be cool. Us walking the fairways at Augusta, coming from you know the nine hole course in Madisonville. And and Marcus's handicap is what? He's probably he's probably right at he's probably plus one. Oh, okay. So yeah. he, okay. So he's a stick. Yeah. He's he's played he played junior college golf and um okay. he's plays five days a week now. So, oh, okay. so yeah, he's, he's a nut. Yeah, he's okay. still a solid. Okay, good. Because I uh, Ben Carr wants to bring his brother too. Uh-huh. And uh, Sackett shot eighty six when they did a trip, and I'm like, you really uh, want to put him in that? He's like, oh yeah, he's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think he could. I think Mark. I think he he might could break eighty. Maybe that'd be that'd be tough, but I think I mean for any amateur, they'd be fine tee to green. But once you got on the greens, you might have a few three putts, maybe four or five. Well, um, I wish you the best. Uh, you've been a great U.S. amateur champion. This has been fun to to follow in your collegiate career. Have a good time, and I'll see you out at Augusta. Thanks, Ben. Well, there you have it. Thanks so much to Ben Carr and Sam Bennett for joining me on a very special episode of the Back of the Range. Don't forget, follow along on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The Instagram handle is The Back of the Range. Every podcast episode is available at thebackoftherange.com, and we'll have more content throughout the entire week here at the Masters, here at The Back of the Range.